So welcome to this week's episode of Thrive. I am joined by Emily Sikorsi, who is the co-founder and strategist at Root and River, an intrinsic branding agency for defiant leaders looking to scale their brand around their mission. Today, we're going to be diving into the integration of feminine and masculine aspects of leadership. And I'm, I've been so looking forward to this conversation. So Emily, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So um, let's just, you know, put it out there right from the beginning. The positioning of your agency is not like anything I have ever seen. And that compelled me to be very drawn to it. So can you share sort of the path of how you arrived at it? Because it is, it is just so different. It's so unique. And uh, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about how that started, maybe some of the work with uh, your very first client. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, because we work really hard to, to come at things from a different perspective. And uh, it's, it comes naturally to us. But um, so yeah, I was, let's see, six years ago, six, seven years ago, I was working, I was the VP of corporate communication for a human behavioral research company. And it had grown massively over the last 10 years in particular. So the brand was all over the place. I worked directly with the CEO and he had a thousand ideas a day and bought websites for all of them, bought URLs for all of them. And so, I, I know not of what you speak. Yeah, right? Yeah, I remember, i never forget, he handed me like the printout of all the URLs he had purchased and it was like, whap. I'm like, oh Lord. Um, so I was really trying to get my arms around the brand and in a very tangible way. My background is in journalism mainly and I had some PR mixed in there as well. And so I'm always looking for the story, right? I'm always looking for the lead. And it was just very difficult, very dynamic situation. And so um, one of our main distributors knew somebody and he was a, a brand strategist. His name is Justin Foster, I ended up becoming my co-founder. But he and I began to have conversation around the brand, what it could be. Um, he was brilliant and I ended up bringing him into that company to help me sort of figure out what the brand was all about. And he came in, he, um, he did an amazing job but he was like a street performer, right? He was playing guitar, hitting the drum kit, had the harmonica in his mouth. He's like facilitating and taking notes and doing strategy all at once. And I just sat there going, that's pretty amazing, but I could make it so much better. <laughs> um, so we sort of like, and he had never really experienced someone like me where I was like went up to him later and I'm like, you know, this could be so much better. And he's like, who are you? And this conversation actually occurred. And I said, who are you? Um, and so we had this like clashing of swords right away, but also this deep um, alignment around the idea that every great brand is a spiritual experience and people in business are so driven and they're so passionate and so spiritual in that sense. Like their mm. spirit is poured into mm. their work and their business. I like that you're redefining the word spiritual in this context. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's how I deeply feel having met hundreds of entrepreneurs and, and business owners. And yet when it comes to articulating that, there's like this, it's like a cliff. It's like, they can't even, and they can't, they can't navigate that chasm for themselves. And to me, that's a big injustice being a person who translates emotion into words just naturally throughout my life. So anyway, Justin, and I had this meeting of the minds around this. So he had a gig coming up and invited me. He's like, why don't you come join me for this gig? And, uh, you know, we're going to do some, I'm going to do my thing. 
I think he was, maybe he was thinking like he'd have another go and like super impress me or whatever, but it was definitely this opportunity to work with somebody who was in the manufacturing industry out of Chicago, like hard boiled Chicago guy. Uh, it was in, in Dallas, Texas. We rented like a conference room and a um, comfort suites or something like that and spent the day and working with this guy and going deep. And throughout the day, I just had, I've always been a, an artist, a sketcher, started college as a fine art major and left that behind, but it's always been a part of my soul. And I've always taken visual notes. So I just started taking notes in my notebook. And about halfway through the session, he's like, what are, what are you drawing over there? And I'm like, oh, these are just the way I take notes. And he's like, well, can I see it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so it was this, this moment of like bringing some worlds together and at the end of the day kind of immersed in art and strategy and this deep dive into the soul he was a puddle of tears essentially oh. and this hard knock guy and he he said to both of us i would have paid you 10 times what i paid you if i had known the power of what we were going to do and we left the comfort suites we got in the car and it was just sort of that moment of, of like exhale and either I said or Justin said, what was that? And the other person said, I don't know, but let's do it again. And it was just like, from there, we were sort of off and running. That was all we needed to realize this was bigger than both of us yeah. and almost like a, a calling for us to come yeah. together and give people this missing piece, help them ford that canyon and find a way to bring that energy of passion into the way that they articulated themselves in their business. So yeah. that has been what we call our intrinsic branding. We've played with the idea of calling it something else because it's so deep and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty magical, but brand is where, where we have ended up. But yeah, from the yeah. I, I like the word intrinsic. I think, you know, it's, it's one of those memorable words that um, it certainly, like I said before, like compelled me to say, I've never heard of an intrinsic branding firm. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you? Um, so yeah, so yeah, learning a little bit about it um, certainly made me lean in. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, what I'm hearing is that there was sort of this, this balance or this dichotomy between you and Justin. Totally. Right? And so I think, you know, if you think about that from the aspects of uh, a feminine approach or feminine mm -hmm. quality and a masculine quality, like being energy versus doing energy, yes. um, we have this, this separatism around this. Um, and what you showed just in that one story with that first client is that the magic of, and, the, and the power of what happens when you actually integrate the two of those, because you need both of them, right? Correct. I think that there's a lot of misconception in our culture about what feminine aspects and, and masculine aspects actually mean. I think that we have a lot of stigma around it. And I think that there's just a lot of, um, yeah, just misunderstanding and miscommunication. Um, there was actually a book that you recently recommended to me, Shakti Leadership. Uh, see that everybody you have yours too. <laughs> I, have mine too I mean you told me about it and I was like I'm going right this second as we're talking to Amazon um, but I actually wanted to share an excerpt from one of the book's early chapters um, which is called transitioning from old to new because I think that that can sort of um, provide a little bit of basis for our conversation today and it's just uh, something about it just really spoke to me so I'm just going to read this if that's okay 
There are structures and belief systems that have become rigid and calcified, causing people to behave in ways that are inconsistent with their humanity. This by no means makes us bad people. When we can look from the depth of our humanity and the humanity of others, we see that we're all caught in some sort of weird trance. If we can wake up from it, what's waiting for us is love, compassion, forgiveness, commitment, courage, and authenticity. True power. It's just been blocked by the old ways of doing things. You know, there is... Um, there's something very powerful about that. And I think it's, it sort of embodies a, a bit of a lot of where we are right now. So um, just curious to hear your thoughts on that. I agree. I mean, I love the word calcified. Yeah. I love that because it, it is, it is not cut off the way that we did things in what we term in at Root and River, the old, the old world and not in any of a derisive, derisive way, but in the way that things were, it is not concrete. It's just calcified, right? So there needs to be new energy through it. And what other, what else struck me out of what you read was looking from the depth of our own humanity. And I think we've cut off that separateness really has been a division between that depth of humanity and everything else that we were of doing and behaving in life and it was like this idea that we had to set that aside really came coming out of the industrial age and even the imperial age of conquering and a lot of you know masculine energy and not in a bad way like that's why we have penicillin like that's why we are able to um, you know have sophisticated water systems and sanitation like there's so many beautiful things that came out of that mm. but we really we kind of did it in a very separate way in general yeah it was imbalanced yeah and it and it was heavily weighted exactly towards that and now we have this opportunity to sort of shake that off break up that calcification and recalibrate from the deep the deepness within us and that's okay and that's actually what makes things easier and more difficult because i think there was another lie or another idea that was out there was that if you came from the depth of humanity if you were that vulnerable if you did show your spirit in your work that was a dangerous thing and i think that was true because there was there were a lot of forces that wanted to bridle that energy and I don't, I, in my experience, that has not been true for me. Um, when I unleashed a little bit and, and pushed back against the way even I thought I was supposed to behave um, with those feminine qualities in, in a work setting or even in my personal life, when I pushed back and I let, I let it out and I was unapologetic about it, that's when people rallied that's when leadership was like okay let's try it your way right. um and so i really i really feel strongly that looking from the depths of our humanity at the way where we behave every day and that will lead to that loosening of that those calcifications and new understandings of how we can be in the world bringing the feminine and also integrating the masculine and you know justin and i definitely do have that dynamic and sometimes it's we often say in our root sessions we set out um, what we call elements of trust that sort of create the space that we can work in and um one of them is there's no silent descent so silent descent is this huge killer of ideas and, and momentum and 
breaking through to new ideas and understandings when we keep that descent inside of us. Um, but even in our relationship, we'll say like mom and dad fight, but they still love each other. Like we are going to have conflict yeah. um, where that is good because we're bringing both of those energies forward and Absolutely. they clash sometimes, but it's in the moment when they clash and then you keep moving. Yes. And you keep integrating and you keep searching and you release some things and you say, well, maybe I'm, maybe that's overplayed there. Let's bring this in. Let's leave that out. Or let's know this is the, the right way to go. Yeah. Just that moment of collaboration. That's really where the magic happens. And for I... our clients, that results in better better work for them. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. It's about having those difficult conversations because there will always be difficult conversations. There's always going to be some, whether you said, whether it's in your personal life or in business with a client, a team member, whatever it is, there are always going to be things that arise because we're, everybody's bringing their stuff to the table. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if we have these difficult conversations and we both can show up in a way where I'm going to listen to you. You're going to listen to me. I may not agree with you, but if we keep walking and we keep exploring, I think it's the exploration process where all of that magic is. And you relinquish a little, I relinquish a little, there's compromise, there's compassion and respect for one another. There's empathy on both sides of the table, but that's a practice, right? That's a practice. And having those difficult conversations or, or, moving through conflict, whatever conflict means. It doesn't have to be aggressive. Conflict could just be, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And I know it's not going to make you feel good to hear this. Yeah. How can we move through this together? Are you able, are you in a, in an emotional space right now where you're able to hear me? Mm -hmm. Can we have this, right? So this is all nuance. And I feel like as much as the societally, um, masculinity gets associated with power, Mm-hmm. I was absolutely of that mindset for pretty much my entire life. But now I'm on a completely different end of it where I'm like, no, all the power is in the femininity. Mm-hmm. The masculinity is just there for execution because some, we have to get something done, right? Like we can't just all be, um, you know, just, just staying in that being energy, but there's so much power in that. Well, I think the power right now is in the feminine because it has been so long sidelined and like yeah. pushed aside. And so we've neglected this power source yeah. that is available within all of us, male, yeah. female, however you identify, right. it's there. And so now it's like, it's, you know, something that you finally coming back to and it's this wellspring of opportunity. And I, and it's like the, the masculine has just been so drained. And then so convoluted and um used for other ends manipulated in a way and you know really taken to the far extreme and i think that's an injustice to that masculine energy absolutely um but i do feel that that power rising in the feminine and and you mentioned too it's how you know you come to the table and we're all ready to to like have the conversations but i think in actuality people come to the table and they armor up and like i do this too like okay we're going to have a conversation or we're going to dive into the soul of our brand, whatever the moment is, we just naturally armor up. And what we try to do and what I try to do in my life and in work is just let down a little bit of those guards, let go of the old ways that are coming up. Um, one of our other elements of trust is, um, you, you might be wrong, have a beginner's mind, right? So this idea that whatever is coming up, like it might be 
I might be dug into something. My ego might be leading here. I might be following an old way of doing things. And it's okay in this moment to not attach to any of those ideas. Yeah, I think it's a, there's an element of surrender there, right? Yeah, it's surrender and grace. And these are things that we don't talk about in the business context. Right. And I think we need to change that. I, mean, I, I feel very strongly about that. I do too. I think that's where the power lies. That's where the creativity begins. And for yeah. me, creativity and power are just like side by side. Um, and that, that's what really comes through. And it's funny, in our root sessions with our clients, we say in the beginning, um, this is a time to let all the shit that you know has bubbled up and been pushed down, whether it's emotional ideas, whatever, stuff from your past, come up. Those are the moments when people allow themselves to, to do that and say, hey, guys, I'm not sure how this is relevant, but it's coming up for me. Let me share. Yeah. That's when we get, that's when we start on the real path to yeah. finding something that's true and resonant yeah. and right. But it's that moment and you, you have to give yourself permission to, to go there. Yeah. But it's transformative when it happens. Yeah. So your brand is basically... Um, well, I, I, let's put it this way. The, the way that you convey um, the services that you provide or the value that you provide is that you say your brand is the culmination of your leadership decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So within that context, why is this integration between the feminine and the masculine aspects so vitally important? Mm -hmm. It goes back to that division. And I'm a huge fan of Parker Palmer. He writes about this in The Hidden Wholeness quite a bit. It's this idea that I'm a, you know, I'm a leader. I have leadership skills. Also, I have a company and that has a set of systems and processes and, oh, the brand, this other separate thing. Um, Silos. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and no, <laughs> it's all in one messy jar, um, smat, like mixing together all the time. And it's our rational mind that's constantly trying to separate them out. And that's really a fool's errand. I mean, it, it really is. So the more we can get okay with all of that together, we often say that brand is the only thing in your, in your work that touches every other thing. So how you live, how you live your life, how you live your, your work life, which is one and the same again, it, it is your brand. So your being the way you are a leader is the way your brand is. Our definition of brand is how other people experience what you believe. Mm. And I don't know a successful leader who, who doesn't have a set of beliefs that are guiding her or him. Um, a lot of times they're guiding them in a very um, covert way. Not that they're being hidden, but they're in an unconscious way. Mm -hmm. right? They haven't sat down and really done that deep work in their soul to say, this is what I believe. Here's why I chose that word. And here's how I'm going to live it out. Right. Um, they may have gone through a values process, but typically those are just, again, done in a siloed mentality yeah. and they're done without the siloed mentality. And now we know that as a leader, like one of my, one of our, our beliefs at Root and River is in beauty. And so the standard that's associated with that is create every day. And for me, that's like a constant reminder, a mantra. If I believe in beauty, what have I created today? How can I add beauty into, into this thing that we're working on? Um, and so that is where, as a leader, if you're tapping into the masculine, the feminine consistently, and you're really being mindful of how those are showing up in your beliefs, you can create a truly integrated um, 
leadership and brand style Mm -hmm. that will be also very genuine to your, your values and what moves you. And so it it is a practice, as you said earlier, but the main thing is like, do it in a way that it's all welcome. It's all one thing. And there is no separation between your, your leadership style and your brand. Right. Right. So just um, maybe to give some examples, like how does that show up or, or guide creatives with respect to living their mission in their lives, in their businesses, as you said, one in the same, like what are some examples as to like how they can really embody that mission and then sort of transmit that or convey that um, in their lives? So again, it, I kind of, broken record here. It starts with the deep work of understanding truly what your mission is. And we often tell people your mission, people will say in recessions, okay, do you mean like my personal mission or if like for the company? And it's like, yep, (laughs) (laughs) one in the same, your personal mission, which in our definition is the thing you are here to do that only you can do that has a direct line of sight into your work into your agency. Does that show up like in the way that they build culture? Does that show up in the way that they um, communicate with clients? Like, that's what I mean. Like, yes, it should inform, it will inform the client experience. It will inform the culture inside of your institution or your, your, your team. Mm -hmm. Um, So for at Root and River, our mission is to inspire leaders to go inward. That's it. I mean, it's the top and the bottom. Like if we're not doing that every day, then we failed. And also if we do that in a way that will make a dent in the universe, like it will expand out and change people's mindsets. And so every day we're like, okay, is this project is what we're working on inspiring them to go inward. And we're getting really, we're getting really practical, which we love to do. So let's add some, let's add some magic back in here. Let's pause. Let's, instead of say, instead of telling, let's have them do a journaling exercise. So really can help be this wonderful guideline to help you make sure that you're being very mindful about the brand experience that you're creating every day. So it's almost like it's, it's a measurement, like it's a measurement against the mm-hmm. actions, the verbiage, like how we're showing up every day as leaders, at, you know, in, in every, in every context of leadership or life or, you know, whatever you want to talk about it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a measurement or a measuring stick of how are we showing up and are we truly integrating these, these two different aspects of ourselves? Yes. Um, that feminine, that masculine Yes. Yeah. I heard at another client that we have, her name is Suzanne Daniels. She is the owner of Brentwood Social House in Austin, Texas, and which is a gathering space, tea, coffee in Austin. Um, her personal mission is she believes people need a place to experience love. They need more places to experience love. love that. And so she has made Brentwood this place where people can come and feel loved. And so that goes into every aspect, the food she serves. She recently added a play structure in the back of of the facility so that families could come so that people felt welcome to bring young children that people weren't like locked in. And she's carrying that out right now, even during the pandemic time. So she, she's doing obviously um, takeout and she's, 
she has um, blackboards out where people can leave messages of thanks. And the way that she's, she's operating in this time in particular is still focused on how am I going to make people feel loved when mm. they're, they're coming here to buy their coffee or their tea. Mm. So it really informs the brand experience. And, you know, when, when it's so emotional, we often say like our rubric for mission, it's got to be evocative of emotions. Because if you don't feel it, ain't nobody, gonna, nobody else is going to feel it either. Yes. So it's got to evoke emotions and it's got to be big enough to make a dent in the universe. And here's the tricky one, Kelly, your mission will bring up insecurities for you. Yay. Fun. It's tough. It's like, gosh, am I big enough to do this? So those are, those are some guidelines to help people understand like the depth they need to go to, to understand what that mission is. Yeah. Yeah. So I always like to ask, as we start to wrap the conversation up, um, what piece or pieces of advice would you give to leaders who are just starting to consider all of this new language and um, the, the idea of integration of their authentic selves? Well, this has been really helpful for me lately. So I, I love to share things that have resonated Please. with me. Yeah. So uh, recently I read The Soul of Money by Lynn Swift. And there was a line in there that was, what we appreciate appreciates. And as a very driven individual myself, I like to move fast. I like to get, get things done. And I, I'm very driven to be excellent at all I do. And I think in that pace, and that mindset sometimes really robs me of slowing down to appreciate um, whether it's things that I need to still work on or excellent things I put out there and just sort of cast aside to move on to the next thing. Mm. And I think looking at our abilities and looking at our masculine and, and, and feminine traits and how they're showing up, taking a moment to pause and appreciate the way we have showed up and then look at how we might show up in the future is an example of how we can appreciate what's within us and then let it go forward and then build upon itself and iterate in, in maybe more impactful ways. So I'd offer that up, um, that taking a moment to appreciate what you've done, where you've been, and then appreciate where you are in the moment and where you want to go. Um, and really have, I love the word appreciate because it's not about self-gloss. It's not about being promotional or leaning too heavily on your strengths. It's about what we appreciate will grow for us. Yeah, and that's a practice. Absolutely. I love that. Well, Emily, thank you so much for being here with me today. And I use the word being on purpose. Um, this, is, uh, this is the conversation. This is where it's all going. So I really appreciate it. Uh, it was just a pleasure to be with you. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.